church in the end times. Amen. A victorious people and a victorious church in the end times. Amen. Hopefully you have read the back of the book and you know we are winners. <laughs> We're not the losers. We're the head. We're not the tail. Amen. So we are a victorious people and a victorious church in the end times. Second Timothy chapter three. Thank you. Second Timothy chapter three, starting with verse number one, verse seven. Paul says, this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. For this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sin, led away with diverse lust, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Verse 12, Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecutions. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived, but continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and has been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, and that from a child thou shalt know the Holy Scripture, which is able to make thee wise into salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for corrections, for instructions in righteousness that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. First John 5, 4, for whosoever, for whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Of all the characteristics of the most pronounced characteristics of God's people is that they are victorious. When believers become a part of and remain a part of the church, they cannot help but to be victorious. As Jesus told Peter, the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. So doing this study, we want to look at four areas to help us be victorious in the end times. And we are living in the end times. If you will just notice what has been taking place around you and what seems to uh, be transpiring around you, you can see that we are living in the end times. And so therefore we need to be ready for the soon coming of the Lord. Now I'm not standing here to tell you the tomorrow is going to happen because Jesus tell us no man knows the minute of the hour when the son of man shall return. But we need to be ready. We need to prepare every day to be ready for the coming of the Lord, for no man knows the meaning of the hour. So therefore, we have to be ready. And so we want to look at some areas that will transpire what scripture points out that takes place in the end time. And so doing this lesson, this first lesson, amen, we want to focus. There's four areas that you have there on your paper that I'm going to be looking at uh, doing this study uh, period this month, the love amidst idolatrous times. The love of truth amidst false doctrine and the love of the word amidst deception and love Jesus name 
among a mist, a mockery. So today we want to look at this thing called idolatry. And it seems that every generation reflects their own, this, this, its own attitude. Unfortunately, this generation of exhibit an idolatry attitude. Idolatry that appears in the form of humanism, which focuses on the worship of humankind and their achievements. And you don't have to go far to see that that is what is transpiring today in the world. It seems that it's all about me, 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 me. You know, it's selfie, 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 selfie. Humanism, it seems to be taken off. Amen. And, and idolatry is motivated by the Antichrist. Amen. Jesus tells us in the scripture that the Antichrist will come. John tells us that he's already in the world. So he's already here. So that spirit of the Antichrist is already here. And idolatry is a part of that spirit of the Antichrist. Consider, for instance, numerous effects of the banned public display of anything religious, uh, any crosses, any public prayer, or any Bibles. Uh, you know, if you look at the world, that's what is transpired. They're trying to remove everything. Uh, get that cross down. Anything that deals with God, anything that can help people to better their lives to be based on the Word of God, the world is saying, get rid of that. You know, they don't want you to have that. Amen. And a lot of the things are prayer led or praying under the banner of church and state. You know, don't, if it's, if it's, if you're receiving any kind of thing from the state, then you can't talk about the word of God. Amen. So they're trying to every way and every way possible to ban, amen, anything to do with the word of God. Amen. And this is the enemy's tactics and his goal. And Paul tells Timothy, he says, in the last days that men would be lovers of their own self. Amen. And notice, he says, in the perilous times, dangerous times, for men is going to be lovers of their own selves. Amen. And so he begins to realize that bring our point of some things that's going to happen. If you've ever heard of Greek mythology and Narcissus, uh, Narcissus, amen, I think is what his name, was a beautiful youth. And as a result, he saw his shadow in the water. And it was very beautiful. He, according to the Greek mythology, he was very beautiful. And so it became all about him. So you see where we get the word narcissism from. It's all about me. Excess about me. I thought it was interesting as I was studying this that Paul in Romans 16, he mentions a guy named Narcissus. Narcissus. In the Greek, narcissist. And in, in, in the Greek, the word means stupid. <laughs> so, so anyhow, but we don't want this attitude to be in us. Now, if you notice what Paul begins to show us, he says, in the last days, men is going to be lovers of their own self. So once this train starts to move down the track, you know, if you love yourself, notice what you're going to pull behind as cars. Say, once that narcissism spirit gets into you, it's going to start pulling these cars behind you. And he says the first thing it's going to pull 
Amen. If you notice there in Timothy, he says, after lovers of self, what's the next thing? Covetous. When you look at the word covetous in the Greek, it actually part of the, the uh, phase or part of the meaning is a lover of money. A lover of money. Amen. And we see what Paul tells Timothy in the first chapter, in the six, I mean, first Timothy chapter six. He says, for the love of money is the root of all evil. See, so we have to realize that this train starts to move. Amen. And when it's about self, it becomes about a lover of money. See, then he goes on and he says, next would be boasters. Amen. Boasters, proud, you know, Pride will begin to take place. The second train behind is going to be boasters. Look at me. Amen. People want to uh, edify themselves. You know, I'm better than you. You know, lifting themselves up. Look at what is going on in the world today. Amen. Proud. Amen. They are putting everybody else. I'm better. You know. And so pride is getting into the heart. We know that the Bible speaks a lot against pride. Amen. We know that Solomon speaks a lot about pride. Uh, you know, there's two scriptures that it lets us know that pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before the fall. Amen. Everything in the world is to elevate pride. You know, gay pride, ever whatever, you know, is all about pride. Pride, be pride, be proud, be proud about what you do. It's a constantly push, amen, in these last days. Blasphemers, amen. They disagree, no respect for God, amen. They talk down, they curse constantly, using foul language, filthiness, the name, the fame in the name of God, constantly. So they're blasphemers, disobedient to parents. Amen. Notice how the train begins to run. If we disrespect God, it is easy to disrespect the parents. Amen. When there's no respect for God, it's easy to disrespect parents. Amen. And so we know that Paul tells us in the Ephesians chapter 6 that children should obey their parents in the Lord for this is right. Honor thy father and mother for this was the first commandment that God gave with the promise. And I promise you shall live long upon the earth. Amen. You want a short life? Disrespect your parents. Amen. The enemy has a way of taking you out. Amen. So disobedient to parents, amen. A display of disobedience constantly is running rampant. And the system is teaching our children how to disobey their parents. Don't listen to your parents. Listen to where you feel. Do what you feel like you want to do. And as a result of that, is that part of that train that is going to derail down the track here. And it all starts with a lover of self because that's what the world is prowling on everybody. Love yourself. Be yourself. Be about yourself. All these things are, are constantly being bombarded down the track that is being pulled. This is all that spirit of idolatry. Amen. We know that Paul also, right to the church at Galatia, Amen. In the fifth chapter, he says, as a result, he began to say, the works of the flesh are manifest, 
which are these, adultery, fornication, witchcraft, and he goes on to adultery, amen, the idol worship, amen. You can become a self-idol. That's what the world is constantly trying to do with women, if you ever notice, and now even men, you know, with the makeup and all these things. You walk into a store, a beauty salon, the first thing they want to do is they want to tell you you're so ugly that you need help. You know, and a lot of people is falling for that trap to make you more beautiful. No, you're not. When you look at scripture with makeup and all these things, what happens? It was all about seductiveness. Seduct the man. Is what is tra- trans- uh, was transpiring through Scripture. When you look at Jezebel, when Jehu was coming, what would she do? Jehu was coming to kill her, you know. But what she tried to do, she painted her face up because the fact of the matter is, she, maybe she thought within herself, if I can look good, he won't kill me. But Solomon tells us the answer. He says, your lovers are going to hate you. You know, your lovers are going to beat you up. You know, so, so, so read the scripture. You know, so we have to be careful here that we are not idol worshippers, lovers of self. God must always be kept in his first place. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy might. If I love God, I won't worry about me. I won't focus on me. So notice here what he is saying. Disobedient to parents. Unthankful. People are not thankful anymore. Amen. Nobody offers any kind of thanks. Nobody gives any gratitude. We must have a spirit of gratitude. It's in a world today that everybody feels like everything is owed them. You owed me this, so why should I thank you? Yeah, you know, that's what is happening. Unthankful. Paul tells the church at Thessalonica, he says, In everything give thanks, for This is the will of God and Christ Jesus concerning you. Look at Romans chapter 1, verse 21. Let's look what happens to this train when we're not thankful. Verse 21, Paul goes on. First of all, he talks about in the 6th, verse 16, he says, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God, the salvation of everyone to believe, to the Jew and also to the Greek. For in here is, is the uh, reveal from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Amen. Now notice verse 21. He goes on. Amen. He says, because that when they knew God, They glorified him not as God. And notice, neither were they thankful. They weren't thankful. And because they was not thankful, here's what happened. They became vain in their imaginations and their foolish hearts were darkened. See, darkness takes over when you're not thankful. If this gospel is hid, Paul said, is hid to them that are lost and whom the gods of this world has blinded the minds of them that believe not, lest the glorious gospel of Christ should be revealed to them. 
So when we're not thankful, we open the door for darkness. We open the door for Satan to work in our lives. We start beginning to think more of ourselves than we ought. And the Bible tells us not to think more highly of ourselves than we ought, but to condense the men of low estate. So because they was not thankful, they became vain in their imaginations and their foolish hearts was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. And they changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into images make alike unto corruptible man, unto birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Wherefore God also gave them up unto uncleanliness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves who changed the truth of God into a lie and worship and serve the creature more than the creator who is blessed forevermore. For this cause, because they was not thankful God gave them up to vile affections. For even the women did change the natural use unto that which is against nature. And likewise also the men leaving the natural use of the woman burn in their lust one towards another. Men with men working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was meet. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covetous breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful, who knowing the judgments of God that they which do such, commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. Amen. Notice it all stems from unthankfulness. The same way the other train, lovers of self. See? So notice here, we need to have a heart of gratitude. Thank God for the blood. Amen. Thank God for pulling me out of darkness into his marvelous light. Amen. I don't compare myself to anybody else. I'm just thankful that God saved me when he did. He didn't have to save me, but I'm thankful. If you want to go down that road, that should be your attitude to people when they say, well, you you don't have to do all that. You should be able to say, you want to go down that road, you go ahead on down that road. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. I'm standing firm on the word of God. I know what God has done for me. I am thankful that he's brought me out and put my feet on the mighty clay and established my steps and established my going. Amen. I am thankful for what God has done in my life. 
Amen. I know the road I was on. I know how he has brought me out. So in these last days, Paul says, they're going to be unthankful. They're going to be unholy. Amen. People are not going to want to have anything to do with God. But we must as follow the scripture as the Lord says, Be ye holy, for I am holy. We must be separated unto God. We must keep ourselves pure. Amen. We must live according to God's word, as James tells us, to be doers of the word and not hearers only. Amen. Wherewith shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. When we read the word of God, God enlightens us. We pray, God, give me understanding so that I know what I need to do to be more like you. Read it. I just don't kick it to the side and say, I read it. I want to know how the application and how it applies to me so I can make the adjustments. Amen. To make sure that I don't destroy my own self. I want to be holy. I want to be right. The Bible tells me in Hebrews 12:14 to follow peace with all men in holiness. Without shall no man see the Lord. I got to be holy. I got to be separated unto him. Without natural affection, careless and regardless of the welfare of those connected to them, and tied to them by blood. Amen. Without natural affections. You hear it all the time. 100 degree weather. People leaving their kids in the cars. You know. But they don't have any affection for people. You know. Anymore. You know. We, we must have love for the things of God. And the people of God. Amen. Amen. When animals get more respect in God. That's. That's. And people, humans, you know, there's something wrong with that picture. Amen. But it stems from idol worship. When it's all about you. When it's about love for self. Say, how can you jump out of your car and leave your kid in a car at 100 degree? I don't understand that. Say, Distractions, you know, too many distractions. Well, I can park here for a second. I got to, I'm just going to run in the store. But all of a sudden, you get distracted. Forget all about it. God forbid. Amen. Without natural affection. Truce breakers. Amen. One passage mentions this as being Constantly in anger. Never pacified. Never happy. Never standing on the word. Never standing on your commitments. Never standing on your word. Amen. Or what you say you're going to do. Can you imagine being constantly anger all the time? But there are people like this. They're angry about everything. They're never satisfied. Amen. Because that's the way the world constantly pushes. You know, look at the, you read the news probably like I do, you know. What would make people get so angry because a person wore a hat, (laughs) you know, that says mega on it or God bless America. What, what, what do you think would make someone so angry? You know? 
where, where, where did we go wrong here? It goes back to the lead train, caboose. I meant the starting engine, lovers of self. See, we have to be careful, as Paul is trying to tell us here. He's trying to show us, amen, false accusers. My goodness, <laughs> every day. I don't see how some people can listen to that mess every day. Constantly false accusing everybody. All of you guys are racist. How can it be? Everybody is false accusing. They're false accusing folks. But notice, that's the train. When there's self-love, it's pulling that train. See, so we have to be aware of this. People are, are slandering everyone. And we are no exceptions. Amen. The world is designed when people love themselves more than lovers of God, they're going to slander people. They're going to talk bad about people. They're not going to obey the scripture. You have people when they backslide, they do the same thing. Amen. Because it's all about lovers of self. Incontinent. They're out of control. No self-control anymore. Look at what has taken place. Amen. People going to Walmart in their pajamas. They're out of control. Amen. Come on. Amen. Where did we go wrong? Amen. Inconstance. People are out of control over everything. Solomon says in Proverbs 25, 28, He that hath no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down without wall. The Holy Ghost came with temperance, which gives you self-control. Amen. We need to have that control in operation because in the last days, you can see it's already out of control. I mean, everything has gone pure crazy. People are losing it. Amen. Everybody's on drugs and their minds are being tormented uh, about the enemy of their soul. Amen. So we need to have a control within ourselves. Amen. They're acting like savages. They're, they're, they're fierce. Amen. That's what it means. They, they want to go back to the cave, man. Everybody, I'm in my cave today. Amen. Cavemen days, primitive days. Amen. This is the way cavemen act in the old days. Beat your women over the head with the mallet and drag her down the street. Come on. Where did we go wrong here? Inhumane. Despisers are those that are good. You're a Christian, you're being hated. And all you're trying to do is something good. You're trying to show them how to have a good, productive life. But if you're good, oh no, you're the wrong, you're the enemy. Last days, they were called good evil and evil good. Amen. Come on. Despisers are those that are good. So this is why you got to put on your armor. 
Amen. Because in the last days, persecution and perilous times are going to come. Amen. Traitors, heady, high-minders, lovers of God, pleasure. More than God, love is a pleasure. What does pleasure speak to? The flesh. I want to appease my flesh. Look at all the video games. You know, everything. Constantly to appease the flesh. Six flags, nine flags, ten flags, twelve flags, football. Everything is to please the flesh. Pleasure. But where did it start from? Lovers itself. Idol worshiping. Think about it. Icons. American idols. Ah! Want to be like idols. Everybody want to be like Mike. Everybody want to be like LeBron. Everybody want to be like everybody but Jesus. You're going to idol after somebody. Pattern your life after Jesus Christ. Amen. That's the one you need to pattern after. Praise God. Not some Hollywood icon. Amen. Not some Hollywood movie star. Amen. Because I'm here to tell you, those people are trying to be like somebody else. Come on. Come on. This is the last days. Idol worship. They're making idols. You know? And as a result, what did Paul say? They have eyes. They see not. They have ears. They hear not. They have nose. They smell not. They have mouths. They breathe not. And or talk not. Think about it. It's just an idol. Amen. And it's not going to last. You remember what happened to Dagon when they put the Ark of the Covenant next to him? You know? They come in the next morning, Philistines walked in, and here's Dagon on his face. You know, and they went like, whoa, what in the world happened here? They set him back up. Comes in the next day, his arms all broke off. Because every knee shall bow, and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. So we have to realize, amen, in the last days, it's going to be all about idol worship and self for love. Amen. These last days, it's going to produce a love for self. Amen. And so, therefore, we need to be aware of this. Amen. Humanism is an agnostic philosophy that elevate humankind. Amen. Think about, look how much money sports icons are making. Oh, my goodness. More than that, some of them think about it. Amen. They're elevating themselves. Amen. This attitude. Amen. Adultery produced the wrong kind of self-love. But when God is not the object of our love, amen, and devotion, there is a lack of discipline and righteousness. Amen. Let me say that again. When idolatry produces the kind of self-love, and when God is not the object of our love and devotion, the discipline of righteousness is absent. It is missing. And when the discipline of righteousness is absent, 
There is no deterrent from the evil inclination of the carnal nature and carnal mind. Carnality begins to control. The flesh goes crazy. It's out of whack. Amen. See, the flesh seeks attention and its results is always self-love. It was love for self, Scripture tells us, that created the first sin in the garden. Genesis 3, 6. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and it was a pleasant to the eye, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also to her husband with her, and he did eat. Amen. Human pride is the motivation behind all sin. Wow. Wow. Every individual must choose between living to gratify self or to gratify God. There is no exceptions. It's either going to be you or it's going to be God. As Joshua said, choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Amen. Amen. To please God, selflessness must be must replace selfishness. To please God, we've got to get selfishness out of the way and replace it with selflessness. True cross bearers must deny themselves. Proverbs fourteen fourteen says, "Amen." A good man is satisfied from himself. Amen. We must deny ourselves. And we must take up our cross daily and follow Him. Amen. So when the, when we are worshiping ourselves, amen, pretty soon it moves to a hater for God's order. You see, God placed everything in order in the creation and in the beginning. Amen. If you begin, Paul writes later in 1 Corinthians, he says, as Christ is the man, is the woman. Amen. But you can see that everything is getting out of order. Amen. People hate the order that God has placed in his original plan and order. Amen. As we see, now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Yea, have God said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God had said, You shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. And the serpent said to the woman, You shall not surely die, for God doth know that the day that you eat thereof, your eyes will be open, and you shall be as God's, knowing good and evil. Notice, the disrespect for what God said. Amen. How many people do you know that reads God's work and disrespect what he says? We have to be doers of God's word. The eyes of the Lord is running to and fro to show himself strong. Amen. So we have to keep the order. See that you do all things according to the pattern showed you 
in the mount. Amen. We've got to follow God's order. Jesus says in Matthew 6, 24, No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Amen. Hate for God's order is why some people have become enemies of the church and the Bible. Amen. They don't like what God says. Amen. In his word. But I come to tell you, it ain't, I know this isn't proper English, going to change. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will not pass away. You can hate what God says in his word, and that's what a lot of people are trying to do. It's not going to change. Amen. It's going to ever be the same. And so, therefore, you know, they can look at it and they can reject it, but it's not going to change. Amen. The children of Israel found that out real quick. Amen. And so, therefore, we need to realize that what God says, his order, when he put his word to place, we have to do what it says or else we're going to hate pretty soon what God stands for, what his church stands for, and what his book stands for. Because when we start saying, well, I don't have to do that, I don't think I need to do all that, and it's right there in black and white, and you call yourself a Christian, amen, pretty soon is going to become lovers of self. And that train is going to start down the track. And once it goes down the track and the steam gets to moving faster and faster, Brother Wayne can tell you, you don't just stop a train too quick when it's up at high speed. There's distance before it stops. And usually by the time it stops, it derails or it hurts somebody. So we have to be aware. So what is the antidote? Amen. What is the antidote for this end time attitude of idolatry and love of self and hater of God's order? It's the love of God. Amen. It is the love of God. The antidote derived from the Greek terms mean to give against. That's why if the antidote works to encounter the poison that is there, if you get bit by a snake, usually that's why they give you the antidote that they have taken and created from the snake. But if it's not effective, guess what? You're going to (laughs) die. See? But the antidote... For idolatry and a lover of self is love. Amen. The Bible tells us that love covers all sins. Amen. Love can wipe it away. Amen. Proverbs 10, 12. Amen. But love covers all sins. It will overshadow. It will wash it away. God is love. That's why we are commanded, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, with all thy strength, and thy neighbor as thyself. Amen. We must have a love for God. We must be controlled by the laws of God. If we're going to get rid of the sins and and self-love, we've got to love God first and foremost. John said there is no fear in love because perfect love casteth out fear. Amen. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. Amen. Fear torments you. Amen. God, Paul told Timothy, God is not giving you the spirit of fear. He's giving you power. He's giving you love. 
He's giving you a sound mind, Second Timothy chapter one verse seven. So to control the, this this love of self, we gotta love God. We gotta keep God first and foremost in everything that we do. And Matthew chapter twenty-two verse thirty-five through forty, the guy asked Jesus. Then one of them, which was a lawyer, asked him a question, tempted him, said, Master. Which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hangs all the law and the prophet. When you look at the Ten Commandments, as I've said time and time again, the first four is your relationship to God. The other six is your relationship to mankind. So we must love God. Worship of God is nothing without love for God. Amen. Worship is the practice of sharing deep respect and admiration for God. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Amen. It is impossible to worship without love. Amen. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God. Amen. Jesus says in John 14, 15, If you love me, keep my commandments. If you love me. Amen. So, actually, when you look at it, worship and love... It's kind of like the Siamese twins that goes along with our devotion. We worship. We love God. Amen. Number B. The greatest power. Because God is love and God is the greatest power in the universe, the greatest power is love. Notice what Songs of Solomon, chapter 8, verse 7. Solomon writes, many waters cannot quench love, neither can the floods drown it. If a man would give all the substance of his house for love, it would utterly be condemned. Think about it. Many waters can't wash away love. Trials, anything. This is what Paul has said in Romans 8. He says, who shall separate me from the love of God? He lists all these things. And he says, nay, we are more than conquerors through him that love us. For I am persuaded that neither life, nor death, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God. Where is it? In Christ Jesus. Amen. See, this greatest power is love. Because why? It covers all sin. God is love. There's nothing greater than God. He's bigger than all my problems. He's bigger than all my fears. He's bigger than anything I can and cannot see. God's love. Amen. God could have identified himself as forced to be reckoned with. But he didn't. He says, I'm love. Think about it. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. It is a mystery why people choose to worship a false God over a true God. 
If I know Him, then I should worship Him. I should love Him. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And thou must love Him with all your heart, your mind, your soul. Notice what Moses says in Deuteronomy 6. He lists all this stuff. And he says, at the end, he says, don't forget God. No matter what happens, no matter how good it gets, he says, don't forget God. Because without me, Jesus says, you can do nothing. But Israel forgot him. And look what happens. And the Bible says, no, these things was written for our learning. That we don't do the same stupid mistakes. Don't let that narcissist's attitude get in us. Where we think it's all about me. Amen. A lover of self. We have to be careful. Greatest power. Amen. Jeremiah writing in Jeremiah 10, 14 says, Every man is brutish in his knowledge. Every founder is confounded by the graven image. For this molten image is falsehood. And there is no breath in them. So don't worship idols. Don't become your own idol. Because that's what you will be if you start worshiping yourself. Amen. Isaiah puts it this way. He feedeth on ashes. A deceiver, deceived heart have turned him aside that he cannot deliver his soul nor say, is there not a lie in my right hand? King David offered a vivid explanation of adultery when he penned in Psalms 135, verse 15 through 18. The idols of the heathen are silver and gold, the works of men's hands. They have mouths, but they speak not. Eyes have they, but they see not. They have ears, but they hear not. Neither is there any breath in their mouths. They that make them are likened to them. So is everyone that trusted in them. Wow. We don't worship idols. God is on the throne. We worship Him. Number C, the greatest motivation, amen, is love. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5, 11 through 14, knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men that we are made manifest unto God, and I trust also are made, and I trust also are made manifest in your conscience. For we commend not ourselves against you, but give you occasion to glory on our behalf, that ye may have somewhat to answer them which glory in appearance and not in heart. For whether we be beside ourselves, it is to God, or whether we be sober, it is for your cause. For the love of Christ constraineth us, because he, we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead. Amen. Love motivates us. Amen. It's the motivation to do what is right. To be righteous, to live right, to overcome fear. Amen. We don't fear what man can do unto us. Amen. And then the greatest privilege that we have, the greatest opportunity man have is to love 
and to serve God. To love and to serve God. Amen. Is the greatest opportunities. Psalm 6 verse 5 says, For in death there is no remembrance of thee, and the grave who shall give you thanks. Amen. While we got an opportunity, amen, let's love him. Let's praise him. Let's worship him. Amen. Because in these end times, amen, this idolatry, self-loving attitude is going to elevate more and more. But as Jude says, but you, beloved, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for and hasting for the soon coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. On some, have compassion. Make a difference. Others, hating even their garments, spotted by the flesh. Pulling them out of the fire. Let's get them out. Amen. In these last days, praise God. Because these end times are upon us. Amen. And the attitude of idolatry is obvious by the spirit of the Antichrist. The unthankfulness, the self-centeredness, the humanism, the narcissism is all just rolling, rolling. That train is on the track and it's picking up speed faster and faster. But you've got to stay solid. You've got to stay rooted in the things of Almighty God. Amen. And you will see that when he says, boom, you'll be like Superman out of here. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Let's take a short break. Amen.